Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampkin. And my guest today, she's a musician and she just released her debut. I'm titled after her name, Miss Arietta Ward. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. First of all, congratulations on the album. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so excited. I got a chance to listen to it. Um, it, it was really good. I, I, I must say it was really good. I was very impressed. I appreciate that. And, you know, since I, I just met you, so that means a little bit more because you have no clue what I do. So I, I appreciate it. So what was the process like doing the album? It started um, full throttle after the death of my mother in 2014. Um, she was a musician, uh, like a, um, a legendary musician up here by the name of Janice Marie Scroggins. So um, it's the family business. And um, before then, I was um, getting back into singing my my first discipline or my first career is um, cosmetology. I'm a cosmetology educator. That's, I've been doing it for like 20 years. But singing, I've been doing off and on, but I also had really bad stage fright. And um, so overcoming that, and, and then she passed suddenly, and I'm like, oh. And I was just starting to build momentum. So a lot of this was, um, it was a lot of ups and downs. Um, mainly because of my hero being gone and not realizing that I can actually do an album, you know. Um, but it was, um, things kept, I just started recording. So if that's, I would say that I would start recording in 2014 and then different hurdles, different stops, ebbs and flows. So over six years is when, uh, you know, you have a catalog, <laughs> you have a catalog of music. And um, so um, for tracks on the album, I released the singles, you know, single here, single there. And you just keep uh, music life, you know, different configurations, guesting here, different bands, blah, blah, blah. And um, then all of this, uh, our new reality came into play, you know. And um, the end of last year, um, last year was just phenomenal. I, you know, that's when I really started to make my mark. So I'm just, I think I'm echoing a lot of people when they say, oh yeah, 2020 is going to be my year. Oh, everything is going to happen. It's going to be fabulous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was set to release um, two singles in which I did during this time. The first one, my reality was in February. And that was when things started to, you know, unveil themselves. And then it was like, okay, what are we going to do? And um, so I released, no, when, no, transformation. Oh my goodness. Ha <laughs> ha. Transformation came up before my reality. Neither here okay. or they. They um, both were released and I was like, okay, I don't have any more singles to release. So what am I going to do now? We don't have no gigs. We don't have this, such and such, blah. But then some said, go on and just finish up the album and knock it out. 
This is the time to do it. You don't have nothing else to do. <laughs> you know? And um, so um, a lot of the music was already done. Um, but unbeknownst to me, everything was a blessing. Um, I was one of the few musicians that um, had a lot of eyes on them. I'll say it like that. Um, because of my mom's history and my history um, here, um, there, there, I was asked to participate in a lot of different annual events that usually are huge. Um, the um, Portland Waterfront Blues Festival, it's the, the biggest blues festival this side of Mississippi. And mm -hmm. um, I did my debut set last year and um, I was a part of their um, bandwagon. They had a, like a, instead of doing the festival, they had um, people nominate people to do a private show for them during the, the 4th of July weekend. And so I became a part of that. And um, so finishing that up and uh, yeah, just, it's just the music had to come out. It, um, it, it, it was necessary just to keep everybody sane, if that yeah. makes sense. Yes. And let's talk about let's talk about your um, mom because you and, and my condolences too because you mentioned that she passed my condolences. I appreciate that. Um, at any point did you did you almost quit because you mentioned your mom was a big influence on you? So was it was it difficult to keep going after she passed? It it was, but it wasn't. If that makes sense. You know, as as um, a fourth generation uh, musician, um, it's something that I had to do, but I questioned why I was doing it. You know, was I doing it for the lineage? Was I doing it for myself? What? Why? Why am I doing it? And um, it was um, just a couple of years ago. I figured out that I can I can have my own voice you know, as well as keeping her light shining, if that, you know, and, um, but yeah, it was, it, it's, it's still tough. You know, she was a wealth of knowledge. She was a grand musician. She had so much knowledge and um, um, I was just spoiled because I had all of that at, at, at my fingertips, it was here. I didn't have to search. I can just ask my mama, you know, and, uh, but um, one thing she would always say is that um, everything that you need is right here. And I didn't really understand that until she was gone. I just mm. had to search and just got to put in some work, you know, and can't, it's, it's not easy. Either way, it's, it's not easy, but yeah, she, she, and um, she, she's one of the reasons why I had to, keep going so after i figured that part out i had to keep going Excuse you me. you mentioned that you're from um portland I, i'm not gonna lie that 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 threw me off <laughs> i don't know too many black people in portland yeah but that is i i do know my question is like i do know the only musician i know from portland i don't know if she's originally from there i think she is is uh, Liv Warfield. Mm -hmm. 
What, how would you describe the music scene in Portland? <laughs> Portland, uh, well, okay. So to clarify, I was actually born in Berkeley. Berkeley? California. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. I was born in Berkeley, but my mom migrated up here when I was two in 79. So um, I, I, this is what I know. So Portland is my home. Um, Liv, Liv is a dear friend of mine, and she's originally from Peoria, Illinois. However, she started her music career here. I met uh, Liv when she wasn't even singing. She was a track star at Portland State. Ah, uh, okay. Random things, but yeah, this is her Portland home, you know. Um, but the music up here, the music scene is vast and diverse, and uh, there's a big soul funk scene up here and um people just don't know they don't realize it and uh because you have you have what you see in the media that's a lot of rambunctiousness and people that don't look like me there's a bunch of us up here you know <laughs> and the music history up here as well is vast and um it goes back into the uh, 30s 40s 50s up here so it's it's solidified it's a and it's being um, rekindled, I guess, or um, uh, what is that? Um, it's being um, revitalized. Thank you. A resurgence of their music. Um, it's an um, organization called Albina Music Trust, and it is um, bringing back a lot of the history of the music scene in Portland because a lot of people that are here, they really don't know. And I was fortunate because I grew up in the eighties and nineties. So I know, I remember all the rehearsals that my mom took me to, you know, and being in the scene in that aspect, I was on the backside of it. And um, being in it the way I am, I remember everything. And so telling people that uh, music up here has been here. It was before Pleasure. Pleasure, um, they're dear to me because I know a lot of them because I grew up around them. So they're like uncles to me. Um, but there's a lot of bands that grew up in that era that didn't uh, make it to the level of success that they did. You know. Mm. So, oh yeah, music. <laughs> Music is Portland. Portland is music. You just gotta gotta know where to go. <laughs> Do you think that people you think people get that misconception about it because there's not a lot, well, for us, our mm -hmm. genre of music is not a lot of black people. So is that the reason you think we get that misconception about Portland? Yes, because it's not as visible as all the indie bands and the blues bands and you know, contemporary top 40. Um, exposure. It, it, it's not like that, but I'm I'm in the middle of it, and there's um, a lot of people that look like me. There's a lot of people that don't look like me, but they studied the music, and we all came up during a golden time together, and a lot of them are in bands that traveled around the world, you know, now, and they're based here. But, you know, you see them in different things, but if you see a a uh, side person or a side man with somebody, you don't know where their home is. You just assume that whoever they're um, backing, that's the town that they're from. Oh, a lot of them cats are here. And so 
yeah, it's a it's a musical gold mine when you come through here. Even if you're lounging or going into a random bar, you be like, oh, you can find this music in insert big city that doesn't look like Portland. <laughs> that yeah, so yeah, it's it's a lot of music that's here, and there's a lot of musicians that are here. Let's talk about the album. Um, okay. I, like I, I told you, I, I really love the album, but there were some, I wanted to talk about a couple of songs that stood out to me. Um, <laughs> okay. The first one I want to talk about is uh, Near and Dear Ones. Yes. Like that was, that was that's probably, I, I think that's my favorite song, but I'm gonna t- I'll make a decision later. But let's talk about that one. Like the production was excellent. Like mm-hmm. it was like a really funk sound. Like who who did that? Did, did you come up with that sound, or did somebody produce it for you? Oh no, that was the brainchild of Sedell Jones, and he was born here. And he, um, fun. I'm not gonna say funny enough, but ironically enough, he worked with Liv um, on her earlier, like her first record. A lot of that music was in a collaboration with him. And uh, yeah, that's my West Coast bounce, baby. And um, he he did that. Um, yeah, we, we he said, hey, look at that. And that's when I first started singing. That's my very first song that I completed ever, 10 wow. years ago. That, that song 10 years old? Mm-hmm. Wow. No, it's older than that. It has to be in 2008. It's gone through different metamorphoses. You know, it's it's slightly different, but it's like the bounces, the bounce is the same, but kind of grew up with us a little bit. But for the most part, it's the same. Yeah. Why'd you sit on it so long? Because it wasn't time to put it out. What <laughs> <laughs> time to put it out. <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, it... Um, I released it actually, was it last? No, it was 2018. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, I so mean, you put it out as a single. I did. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was my second single. My first single was Set You Free. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that, that song, I really like that song because it kind of, it kind of reminded me like of a um like uh west coast rap mm-hmm. but it wasn't rap though it was like it was singing you were singing but i i thought you did a great job of like just keeping with the with the beat and and doing giving the song giving the beat the justice that it needed so i really liked that song that was i listened to that one a couple times <laughs> i appreciate it and, and then i want to talk about um thankful and thoughtful because you did that one live yeah what made you do it what made most people i ain't gonna say most but it's not common to put a live song on the album so what made you decide to put a live song on the album um my initial album idea was to do everything live and i that was straight out the gate that's what i wanted to do but technology wasn't there yet. And that was like years ago. And um, the producer said, oh, it's gonna cost such and such and blah. And I'm like, that's what I wanna do. Um, 
but technology has caught up. And um, because the album is me, every aspect of me, I'm most, um, people, they mostly know me from my live performances. And um, I wanted it to be well-rounded. So that's why I put two live tracks on there and I did the acapella and um, did studio things because this it's all me. You're going to get every aspect of musical me that I can give you. There's more, but that's a good start, you know. Thankful and thoughtful, though, there um, was a beautiful woman up here. She played a lot with my mom. Her name is Linda Hornbuckle. And um, they collaborated for years and years and years. And she used to sing Thankful, Thoughtful in her set. And um, I sang that, or I sing it for her, you know. And um, the conglomerate that I'm with is, um, is Jimmy Russell's uh, Party City 2034. Okay, so um, that's the band. I'm a member of that band and um, the way that they were playing that night, we did, we, that's how we used to get down every time we played. And I felt that people needed to know that these people, they are from Portland, they live in Portland. And this is what we do here all the time. You, so. you. You mentioned that you had stage fright. Now I didn't. I didn't see. <clears throat> I'm not sure if there's a video of the performance, but judging by what I heard and what you know, what I what I heard from the song, mm. I can't imagine you having stage fright. So how do you overcome it? <laughs> it's a switch. <laughs> it's a literal switch. Um, it's a lot better now. It it does come through. Um, if I am in, if I'm doing testing, like if I have to, uh, sing in or audition or anything like that, I won't get anything that way because I clam up, I forget everything and doing headlight syndrome, all that. But if it's a big crowd, it's, 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 it's there, but I also had to knock on my instructor door and remember that you are still teaching these people. You are telling a story, You're telling a story of the song. And by doing that, the stage fright, um, it goes away, it sits down and allows me to do what I need to do to get the job done, but yeah. Was that song recorded in Portland? It was. Okay. So how do how did the audience receive it when you were first performing it? They didn't know. It was, it was <laughs> they didn't. Um, okay, so let me explain. Um, Party City, um, that was during our artists in residence that we have or had at um, a club up here called the Goodfoot Lounge, and um, there every week for a month, and. Um, our day was Tuesday. Every Tuesday, we would go in there and start at 10, get done around 1.32. And, you know, so the introduction, we just, I just went up there to sing. That was our weekly routine. It wasn't nothing new. We go in there. Just to have, it was our sandbox. It was where we can be free and have fun. And um, 
Yeah. Well, a lot of those people in the band, they um, some of them play with Alan Stahl, some with uh, Smarky Puppy, and you know, so and uh, that's a place where you you can have all kind of shenanigans. That wouldn't even, yeah, <laughs> we get kind of blue. So I couldn't put anything blue on this record. Maybe in the next one, but uh, um, yeah, that's just us having fun. And they were in the in the beginning. You hear this man say "spicy." He was right in front of me, and also tickled. <laughs> That's why I repeated it. Um, but those people, they they come every week just to be free, just to have fun, just to let go and be free for a couple hours and go back out into the world. And that's what we gave to them. And I, and that's one of the reasons why I put it on the record. And because Jimmy, whose birthday is actually today, he smashed that, uh, that solo. And it's just, that's how we are. That's why thankful and thoughtful is where it is. And it's, it's really dear to me. After doing music for so many years, what was the feeling like when you had a completed project and you was able to release it to the world? I still don't know how to feel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, I think a lot of it is because I, I can't do a traditional CD release party. Ah, because of know? COVID, right? Right, you know. Why well, not virtual? It's not the same. It's not, it's not the same. But I'll say this, it may not be the same, but there's a possibility you could reach more people and you don't know who's watching. True. And, you know, that that happened actually earlier this year um, when I, um, I was like the first female band leader to do one up here and a lot of people did tune in so i'm not ruling it out um, um my plan actually is to do one for my birthday my birthday's in december and i call it an edibration i celebrate from day one december until 31st and do different shenanigans all the way through the month excuse me but um the last three years no uh, 17th, yeah, I've been doing shows. So this has been my fourth one and I still plan to do the Edibration show. And my plan is to do the album in its entirety. Oh. And um, so I can do it that way. Um, but it's still, even though it's a uh, COVID time, it's, yeah, I'm, I may feel different after you know, everything, but it's still not the same when you have a shindig with your folks and you you release your baby to the world. She's out there. There's a lot of Ariettes running around now. I used to be the only one, but <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy the way that it came out. I'm very excited that a lot of people um, are hearing how I, um, how I, I basically put a set together, how I perform and, you know, they, they can listen to me on demand if they wish. And it's really cool that way. And um, yeah, it's, it, it's really cool. I'll say that. 
how would you how would you describe your stage performance for someone who hasn't seen it? A lot of laughs. <laughs> a lot of laughs, a lot of a lot of band shenanigans. I'll say that a lot of band shenanigans, but a lot of authenticity. Basically, a lot of I, I, I can't be fake. <laughs> and uh I I I talks, I I crack jokes and I sing and I tell stories and um, I invoke happiness and joy because that's what music's supposed to do. It's supposed to, supposed to put you in a good place. And sometimes you have to go through some things to find that. And, um, but yeah, it's a good time. It, it's a good time. And I'm calm now, but I'm a little bit more rambunctious. <laughs> are you are you already working on the next project? Um, I think I am. I have some music recorded. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I have music recorded and you know, I write all the time and it's just what do I do now? What, where, what? Yeah. So So do you write you, you write your own songs? Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, most of those. Well, I, yeah. With the exception of two, um, everything I did was lyrical. The only one I did front to back was Set You Free. Yeah. When you say front to back, what do you mean? Uh, the whole thing, the, 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 the music and the lyrics. Oh, the production as well. Yes. Sorry. Oh, okay. That's okay. how I explain it. What song is that again? Because now I'm going to have to listen close. The truth shall set you free. <laughs> the truth, yeah, it's the it's the one that I I start out lyrically, and that's how I recorded it. Um, I made everybody come in and play the lick, the way that they're supposed to, like a puzzle. But that's how it came, and it's yeah. What are you looking forward to most in the future? Like in the near future. The near future to be able to i want to travel I, I really do and i feel it you laugh but even travel up i5 corridor in my own car you know what i mean yeah, yeah. um because there's still possibilities and if people are adhering to their situations it can be possible but a lot of that is I would say six months. So six months is fairly near. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, to, to um, just to be able to share music. And, um, but there's a lot of things coming down the pipeline in different, uh, uh, different mediums and different ways. And I'm just excited just to be able to um, meet different people, such as yourself. You know, and uh, it's 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 interesting. I'm, I'm I, I, you know, I don't even know. I'm usually at, not at a loss for words, but right now I am. <laughs> you know, in the near future, I just I just want to be able to keep making music and be able to share more music. I'll say that. Yeah. Right. I want to thank you for doing this. Um, it's truly been an honor talking with you. Like I said, you know, sometimes when Sometimes I really enjoy doing podcast. Well, not sometimes. Let me let me <laughs> phrase it right. <laughs> There's times where I listen to PA, people's creative work, 
So when I've heard their work, it makes me more excited to do the podcast. So after I heard your album, I was very excited to do the podcast. And I'm thankful and grateful that you decided to do it. So I really appreciate it. Oh, oh, thank you for asking me. It's my pleasure. Yes. Do you want to tell the people how they can follow you and get your music? (laughs) Absolutely. So (laughs) you can go to my website, www.mz. E-T-T-A-S-W-O-R-L-D dot com. Ms. Etta's World with a Z, not an S. Or just Google me. I'm, I updated all my Google stuff, so you should be able to find <laughs> um, Arietta is on all of the digital uh, platforms. And um, yeah, you can also go to the um, website and do an inquiry. And uh, I will get you one hand signed. How about that? All right. Well, again, thank you for for your time. And I wish you all the best with this project and all future upcoming projects. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. I want to thank everyone who took the time to listen to the podcast. I truly appreciate your support. And you can follow me on Instagram at conversations underscore with underscore Lampkin. And I'm also on Facebook. It's conversations with Lampkin. Conversations with Lampkin. Thank you again. Have a great day.